Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Leadership is Female. I'm your host, Emily Jansen, and I'm so happy to be back. And talking to all of you this summer, the middle of this summer, we took a two-week hiatus. I think that's the longest break leadership as female has ever done, where we did not publish an episode for you for two weeks. This is your permission slip, everyone, to take a break when you need it. Uh, Use those vacation days and truly relax, retreat, give your mind a break from your work. It take it's taken me a very long time to get to this position where I feel like I can let go, relax, and the world is not going to crumble around me, which sounds incredibly insane when you say it out loud. This sounds so ego-driven, but so many of us are so afraid. We're so afraid to let go. We're so afraid to leave. We are afraid to uh, offboard our work onto our colleagues. We are afraid, afraid, afraid. It is an awful situation where you do not know how to rest anymore. And all you know is drive. All you know is production. All you know is work. And you have become this different person who is all work, no play, or your play has to do with work specifically. So I have been down this road. I have lived on this road. I've lived in this state or in this country of perpetual ambition and work and drive with very little rest for a very long time until the last couple of years. I think I finally had the wool pulled out from over my eyes and realized that it is okay to rest, which is so contrary from my personality of being an achiever. More, more, more. In fact, I saw this meme the other day that made me totally crack up for the achievers out there it was to take a take a break, take a rest. And for all the achievers out there, we're wondering how do we do that more productively? <laughs> Which cracks me up because um, I probably would have Googled it. And actually I thought there might've been a link. And then I realized it was a meme and it was a joke. And then I knew that my problem of not being able to fully rest still exists, but I am getting better. Um, hence the two week break from the Leadership is Female podcast. Hence the vacations I've gone on this summer and that I've allowed myself to enjoy and de-stress. And I wanted to share some of those findings with you, some of the how-to with you, how to rest and come back recharged so that you feel like you are ready to run and do it all, do all your work uh, with a new vigor, a new veracity, ferocity, because you've taken the time to have experiences outside of your work. And when I was building this episode, I came across the statistic that I have to share with you. So on average, 55% of PTO, that's paid time off, went unused in 2022, compared to just 28% in 2019. That's insane. 
We're almost, we're almost leaving double the amount of PTO on the table. That's real cash money, people, that you're just giving back to your employer since before the pandemic began. And then men in general tend to take about 10% more of their allotted PTO days compared to women. So that stat is staggering. First of all, the 55% goes unused. And then the fact that men do take 10% more than women, I think that says a little something about um, our female psychology and our propensity to overperform. So take that stat and take a day off. Okay. And um, I'm returning from the two week break. I did have some episodes pre-scheduled in June so that you guys could have a full content calendar in June. However, beginning of July was off. And what I was up to was I took that big trip to Italy that I mentioned earlier. My husband and I celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary, and we did it by taking a kid-free trip to Italy. We went to Rome and Florence and explored Tuscany and Pisa. I saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's literally the only thing to do really in Pisa, but it was like definitely a bucket list moment because I remember as a child seeing pictures of it in history books and I got to see it in real life and take that picture of me pretending to hold it up along with literally thousands of other people lined on the street doing the same pose. Um, it's, it's quite the scene. The grounds were beautiful. It's definitely worth a stop if you're in Italy. Uh, we had amazing food. We took a private tour of the Colosseum and the Vatican. The Colosseum, we got tickets in advance and we were able to snag tickets to the underground, which has just opened, I guess, in the last year or so. And it was incredible. We were standing on the grounds of where the gladiators were before they fought in the Colosseum. And we learned about how this entire sports arena from 2000 years ago functioned and the sports geek in me was freaking out. I couldn't believe it. So here's some of the things that I learned. First of all, gladiators do not fight to the death. They show in every movie gladiators getting out there battling to the death. Not the case. That's not what happened. There was a legitimate promoter of these fights in the Coliseum. There would be the grand event after all the pomp and circumstance during the day, and they didn't want these fighters to die. They had invested money in their training. Right across from the Coliseum, outside of the grounds, was a gladiator training arena. And the gladiators would go from the training arena to the Coliseum through an underground pathway. And that was their full-time job, was being a gladi gladiator. And many of them were Recruited from slavery, yes, but then they became famous athletes just in the same way that our highest performing athletes do today. The Coliseum had a souvenir shop, just like we do today, 2000 years ago. Not much has changed. The number one item for sale in the souvenir shop in the Coliseum during the gladiator times was bottled gladiator sweat. They would have these little vials, uh, these little glass jars, and they would scoop the sweat off of the gladiator's arms, put a cork in it, and sell it in the souvenir shop. They also had concession stands where they sold meat and other things that you could eat during the full day competition. Each 
attendee was allowed one ration of wine. So they did have limits on your consumption at that time. When the event was at the highest level, so the big promoter came in, paid big money for the best gladiators, they would hire a staff to operate a retractable roof over the Coliseum. This was the first time I had heard this and my mind was completely blown. They would hire these men. They would pay them. These were not slaves. These were paid staff working along the roof of the Coliseum to extend and retract a roof to cast shade on the spectators. Everyone in town was invited. You were given a ticket um, from the wealthiest to the most poor. The most poor sat in the, the upper deck. Um, the most wealthy sat closest to the arena. And just like we do today, the people with the seats closest to the arena floor, their names were marked on the seats. They sketched in their names the same way we put seats, seat identification today. They did back then. Whole thing was just a mind-blowing tour of sports from 2000 years ago. And just the, the, the fact that not much has changed, the same principles in running these sports operations are true today. It was incredible. It was so fun. And our guide Marina was awesome. She gave us so much information and uh, fed my thirst for knowledge and curiosity about the Coliseum for, I think it was about four hours. She was with us. It was amazing. So Coliseum was one of the highlights. I'd never seen it in that light before and how cool to look at it through the eyes of a, a sports stadium. Uh, of course, we saw the Vatican. We traveled to Florence. We had amazing food. Uh, we had a great tour in Tuscany. We did wine tasting at these two essentially family farms. One, one location only produces about 10,000 bottles a year and another about 40,000. And we literally sat with the owners and they served us wine and we got to taste their local food. And it was beyond amazing. And um, most of all, it was just so cool to be just me and my husband again. It's been a long time since it's been just the two of us. And it was really amazing to have this trip with him and reconnect and remember like, oh yeah, you're my best friend. I remember that, you know, before we had children and before we operated like a business, a lot of days we were good buds. And, um, anyway, we had an incredible trip. So wanted to share that with you as we're talking about PTO today and why you should take it. This trip was really about two and a half years in the making. And, um, it was definitely the trip of a lifetime. And we both realized on this vacation that we need to figure out a way to, to do trips more often. Um, you know, if it's not a crazy trip to Italy, at least it's, it's some getaway to use our time off wisely and make memories together outside of the grind and the monotony of everyday life. So I hope that little story just kind of inspired something maybe in your brain to buy those plane tickets, take that trip, use your PTO uh, so that we are not giving it back to our employer. Number one, and number two, we're making big memories for our big, big lives. Now I don't realize, or I don't realize, I don't that was not the right thing to say. I don't underestimate 
the fact that it is difficult to take vacation. We have projects that never end, staff that reports to us, things that we need to get done. However, it's going to be okay if you leave for a week. Um, but I will recognize that the nerve, the nerves that go into taking that vacation. So kind of part one of that cycle of how to rest so that you can come back recharged is the workup. The workup to that vacation is twofold. One, it's part of the trip to get excited, to plan, to book hotels and trips and tours and shop for the clothes you're going to wear and get ready. That part is fun. What is not fun is the nerves, the anxiousness, the, the setup for when you're going to leave, the your mind telling you that you should be working and getting two weeks worth of work done so that you've done everything and then you can leave. That part is hard. You're constantly checking your phone. You're looking at your email. You're wondering if you could even put on that out of office before you get out of town. I'm here to tell you, yes, in fact, you can. Um, try to work through those nerves in a few ways. Uh, one, have meetings with your staff. If you're going on an extended vacation, let them know, hey, I'm leaving. Here's where I'm going. I'm so excited. Chances are they'll be happy for you uh, that you are using your time and setting the example for them that they can too. It's very, very important as a leader to set the example. And if you never vacation, that sends a signal to your staff that they can't either. So take, take that trip, meet with them, let them know you're going to be gone and talk about the big projects that are going to need to move forward while you're gone. Identify those things, who needs to do what and what the expectations are for when you're gone and when you return. Get that thought off your plate rather than worrying about if everyone knows what to do when you are not there. So have that meeting, enjoy the work up to your vacation with the good things, the planning, the buying, the shopping, the booking, enjoy that part, but make sure you have those critical conversations with your staff to let them know, hey, I'm out of town. Here's what we need to do when I'm gone. And these are my expectations. And this is what should happen when I re-arrive, uh, re when I return to the workplace. Okay, part two, the rest hits, all right? You finally make it to the airport. You take off on the plane. You decide before you have to turn your phone on airplane mode to post you're out of office. And you take a deep breath. You let the nerves subside. And over the next several hours, you start to realize how burned out you were. I don't like the term burnout. I would say, I don't know, overworked is just as bad. I think what we just need to realize is that we all need a rest every now and then. And there's a reason why we're given paid time off and you don't work 365 around the clock. It's because it's necessary for humans to recharge, to pull away for a minute so you can see the full picture and jump back in when, when you're ready. For me, sometimes when I start to let go, I feel like, whoa, it's going to be hard to restart. And that is totally normal. And you will restart, but you're just not ready yet. That feeling of, oh my gosh, I let go and I don't know if I can jump back in. That's because you can't yet. 
you need a little bit more time. So let yourself continue to release and take that time off, reconnect with yourself and the people around you and fully be present for the experiences that are about to happen in front of you. You're going to come back feeling just as frazzled as you were when you left. If you don't take the time to enjoy your trip, be where your feet are and your feet might be in the Coliseum, your feet might be on a sandy beach, your feet might be in your childhood backyard because you're home visiting your family. It could be any of those things, but be where your feet are. Again, think back to the rest of the people on your team. What type of example are you setting if you're constantly checking in and micromanaging your staff from afar? You're not giving them permission to let go when it is their turn to take that PTO. So let that be part of your motivator. The other piece of your motivator should be yourself. You've worked hard to get this vacation. You spent your hard-earned money to get there. You better enjoy it. You're going to regret it later. We're here to live this big, big life. I'm here to live a big life. I hope you are too. And that big life includes the work that I put in, but it also includes the joy and the fun and the experiences that I put into my life to be fully present in those moments. So take your time, release from your email and your phone and enjoy that present moment. Be where your feet are. All right. The third part. Okay. We've had this incredible experience. You come back and you tell stories like I did uh, about being inside the Coliseum and you have this big smile on your face and you're posting your photos to Instagram and you feel this sense of of relief, of experience, of this was amazing. And the burn starts to come back. That fire is lit inside of you one more time to get back to work and you're ready to go. And that's when you know you did it right. Like when you got to release all of those nerves, enjoy your time. And then as you're arriving back in your city and ready to turn back on your computer, you're feeling like you can get after it again. Like oh, I'm pumped up. Like, like your first day on the new job, that's the type of feeling you should look to achieve when you return from a vacation. So you get there, you turn on your email, you watch the inbox flood and <gasps> tightness in your chest again, right away. Here's, here's my advice to fight back to that overwhelm that happens when you return to the office. First of all, do not schedule any meetings on your first day back in the office. Do yourself a favor. There's nothing worse than returning on a late Sunday night flight and seeing that you have an 8 a.m. meeting. Nothing worse. Because in the back of your mind is all of those emails that you need to read, those projects you need to check up on, the staff you want to talk to, and then you're not even there. And then you're not in the office maybe until 10 in the morning because you had a meeting out of the office. It's a horrible way to restart your time. So at least don't schedule meetings the first half of the day so you can get back in and get organized. Make a list, check it twice. No, just kidding. You can do that, but that's that's not the point here. That was a little uh, in-pod joke. Get back to your email and start to sort through it. See what's been solved when you're away. So what I like to do is have a pen and paper next to me. And as I'm going through my messages, I'm sort of jotting down notes. I'm, I'm jotting down 
titles of projects. I'm sort of jogging my memory on all the things that were happening before. And I'm kind of just making this laundry list. And I'm probably not responding to every email as I'm reading it, because you're going to find that some of the responses you might be sending are no longer required because somebody else already took care of it. So don't waste your time. Do the survey, delete what you don't need, flag what you do need to respond to, and start jotting down that list of the things that you need to personally work on and what you might need to do next. Also included with that is sort of a, another column of who you need to meet with. That might be outside clients, that might be inside meetings, get those down on paper. The third column, the most important projects only you can do. So you've got sort of column A with this laundry list of things that have transpired. You've got column B with the people that you need to meet with. And then column C is the only things that you can do when they're expecting responses, input only from you, you write it down there. And then column D is what can be outsourced. What can be outsourced? What, what are you seeing appearing inside your inbox requests that are coming up and who can do those things that is not you? If they are not the projects only you can do, that means somebody else can do them. Shift and assign. So as you're getting these four columns sort of put together, that then starts to generate your to-do list. The first, you know, emails you need to respond to. The second is meetings that you need to set. So looking at your calendar, looking at the next two weeks, when is a good day to bulk the in-office uh, in meetings, when is a good day to schedule out-of-office meetings, um, then you're looking at only the projects that you can do. So what are the things that I can contribute to this company and how much time do I need? Okay, I need a full hour to make new business calls. All right, I need a full hour to get back to that specific client on all of those requests and make sure that it's taken care of. Bulk your time for the requests that only you can do start to sort that into your schedule. And then the fourth piece is the outsourcing. What needs to be completed? Contracts that need to be created that can go to legal or one of your coordinators. Uh, proposals that need to be made. Okay, does the creative team have the instructions? Who can get those things done? Take your time in this task. It might seem a little tedious, but my hope is that it seems a little bit more fun you are recharged and you're ready to start this game of life, this game of work, this game of making money again, what's the most effective way to do it? Go through this process, take a couple of hours and get it done. Spending a few hours now to be organized will save you so much time in the future and so much unnecessary work if you're intentional on that return to the office. All right, so let's review. First of all, go to Italy. No, I'm just kidding. Do it if you can, absolutely. But first of all, take your PTO. We are halfway through the year. It is July. Plan out the rest of your PTO use for this year. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Who are you going to see? What memories are you going to make? Get it scheduled and get working. All right, now that we know what we're going to be feeling in the work up to that vacation, what we're going to be feeling during that vacation and how to get organized afterwards, 
your anxiety about leaving your job, you know, that's your ego holding on to, I'm so important, but Hey, we, we can all leave for a little bit of time and unplug. Uh, now that we know how to do it successfully, I can't wait to hear from you and for you to tell me where you went and how much fun it was. There's a reason why I ask on this podcast in the final four questions, where are you traveling to next? There's a reason I ask that. It's to inspire you. It's to inspire our listeners to take those big trips. It's to inspire our podcast guests to have an amazing time for us to cheer them on, to see them light up during the interview when they talk about where they get to go. There's a reason why we layer that in. And I'm asking you that question too. Where are you traveling to next? We can't wait to hear it. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership is Female podcast. Give yourself a big high five because you listen to another episode to help elevate yourself in the workplace and live out your biggest dreams uh, of achieving your biggest goals in life uh, and in your career. I'm Emily Jansen. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please like it on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us so you can be sure to know when the next episode comes out and leave us a review. That sneaky algorithm loves a five-star review uh, that has a comment with how much you've enjoyed what we offer to you for free on your favorite podcast platform. So please like, follow, rate, share, review. Leadership is female. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Let's go. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree we are always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's breakthroughbrands.com. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity.
This is your career. Make the most of it. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, on average, 55% of PTO went unused in 2022. Men in general tend to take about 10% more of their allotted PTO days compared to women. Number two, know that the nerves, anxiousness, and all that nervousness before leaving for a big trip is real. Meet with your team and ease your nerves and set benchmarks for while you are away. Number three, rest hits when vacation starts. Motivation waves. Let yourself relax. You need it and you earned it. Here is your permission slip. And number four, leave time open when you return. A few hours in the morning or better yet, a whole day to get back in it. Make a list including A, laundry list of all you need to do, things you see that are popping up in your email. B, people you need to meet with. C, only things that you can do. And D, what can be outsourced. Use this list as a guide to get back on track your first week in the office. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource, and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at leadership is female. Now, take this lesson and run. Let's go. Let's go.